Welcome to another episode of What No One Tells You. I'm Sarah. And I'm Chris. In today's episode, we are talking to our good friends, Alex and Jessica, or Jess. We actually call her Jessica. I feel like we just always call her Jess. I think we just call her Jess. Jess. And you're never going to find these people on the internet. They've <laughs> hidden themselves away. They're the kind of people who are too cool for your social media. They are. They're just doing life. They're personal friends. I mean, everybody is a personal friend of ours, but these <laughs> people are like a really personal friends. I feel like we... You're going to hear us. We haven't had the conversation yet, but I already know that we're going to be smart aleck. It's going to be a very, it's going to be a very good conversation. We're going to be catching up with old friends, but these people are especially cool because they just got back to the U.S. from spending, how long did they live in Mexico? We're going to find out, but it was months. It was six or seven or eight. Yeah, it was a long time. I thought it was over a year. Anyway, we'll ask them, but they have five daughters which that alone is quite a feat. So congratulations to them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they're doing it, but then they pick up their kids and they go to Mexico for a year, which the why behind the Mexico and everything is just so cool. So we're going to talk to them and just hear about moving abroad with your kids for a bit, whether it's seasonal or long-term, why, what that's like, you know, misconceptions, safety stuff, all that kind of thing. These guys have done it firsthand. So we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Yeah, but before we get into it, again, we're begging you, please leave us a review. It would be so nice just to hear your sweet, thoughtful words. Hopefully they're sweet and thoughtful. Uh, okay, okay. We're going to wrap this up. All right, to the episode. Alex and Jess, thank you so much for being here. I'm just going to skip the formalities because we love you. And we. I feel like we like when we have real friends on the podcast – You can tell. I think it's already been like 10 minutes or five minutes in and like we're just laughing and I'm like, we're not even recording this. So we want to just jump (laughs) into the conversation. But thanks for being on the show, guys. Yeah, thanks for asking us. We're really excited. So I guess to start out, we know who you are, but not everybody does. So just give us the rundown of who you are, where you're from, where you've been, because I definitely want to lean into where you guys have spent a lot of your time recently. Tell us about your family, anything that is important. Just go for it. Yeah. Um, I'm Alex. This is Jess, as you've been told, but we live in Minneapolis. We have five daughters. Their ages range from 16 down to six, four, almost three, and a one-year-old. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> you just like to keep it interesting, keep- right? Oh. Like <laughs> Exactly. And um, yeah, for the second part, we have just spent... The last year traveling, um, nine months of that year was spent in Mexico. I love following your Mexico stuff. Yeah, because I want to, like, we definitely want to get into that part of your guys' journey because, I mean, raising one kid, but let alone five kids is... All girls. girls. Yeah, Yeah. all girls. I grew up in an all-girl household, but we had three, and I thought that was a lot. I just can't imagine, (laughs) like, it's got to be, like, all-out warfare inside that house all the time. it's so much fun. (laughs) Is it loud? Does it get loud with all girls for you guys? So loud. Like, all the time, it's so loud. That was my house growing up. I think that's why I'm still really loud because it's like you're peeking on the microphone. I just had to always be louder than everybody else. Yeah. Girl houses are hard. Yes. So, but you, so you guys, like you, you're in Minneapolis. You've been, you've been there for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, like we saw, you know, through the interwebs that you were like, hey, we're leaving and we're going to Mexico. You, you took all five kids and you were like, 
you're coming to Mexico. So can <laughs> let's start at the beginning. Like what was the thought process? Like why did you just kind of up and leave and want to spend some time in a different country? Yeah. So we, um, yeah, we've been in Minneapolis for over 10 years. We were kind of living just a normal life. We had a house and a neighborhood and our oldest daughter was in school and for a while we had a dog even. <laughs> um, and just never really felt like settled. Even though we were so settled, we never felt settled. And so there was always like this longing to like change something up. And I think that's our personalities. We, we like change. We like doing new things. We like trying new stuff. We just needed like a shakeup for our family. So let's see, it was winter 2022, very cold, you know, like, I don't, probably everyone knows. Actually, I didn't know this when I moved to Minneapolis, but it gets very cold here. <laughs> How did you not know that? I don't know. I guess. Surprise. I didn't pay attention in geography. And, but. and you were, you were, you were moving from Texas, Correct. right? Yes. From Texas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Such a shock. Big shock. It gets very cold here. So anyway, it's winter and, you know, we're just doing life. And I just one day got this really strong feeling like we're supposed to go like we didn't know where we didn't know what that was going to look like but we knew we were supposed to go so Alex at the time had a job working for a native uh, land rest doing late native land restoration and great job he loves his work and he came home for lunch one day and I was like listen <laughs> what if <laughs> we sold everything and just traveled for like the next year and Alice is pretty used to my ideas by yeah. now and this isn't the first time she said those exact words either. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it but normally you could combat it with like hey let's just go to Costco instead right or you know something yeah. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But you knew she was super serious this time. Like, this is going to happen. Yeah. 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 You know, not to say, like, I'm not for it. I, I am. But, you know, circumstances, whatever, just not being in the past. Like, the timing just wasn't right, you know. So, anyway. I'll... Yeah. So, he's like, okay, yeah. And I was like, but for real. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and I'm like, but for real. <laughs> So we went back and forth like five rounds to yeah, make sure that yeah. he knew I was for real. But yeah, like Alex said, just the timing. We both knew yeah. it was the right time. There's not, the timing doesn't really make sense because, you know, we, our oldest daughter was a freshman in high school. I actually was pregnant. So we had four kids. I was pregnant with our fifth. Um, Alex had a great so. job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we went to Mexico with four kids. We came home with five. <laughs> I Wait, that. so the fifth one was born in Mexico? Yeah. I knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. So we saw you guys post about, they just had another girl. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. So cool, you guys. Okay, yeah. so... All right, so you decided that you're going to Mexico. Like you're, so Wait, you, how did you decide on Mexico? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go, let's, let's back yeah, yeah, let's go back there. We... We knew it was the right time to go somewhere. We didn't know where. Um, so we just made a list of what are our priorities. We're a family. We're a big family. Uh, we are not wealthy. 
and we, um, you know, so we had some like things to consider regarding those two limiting factors. Um, so we just made a list of priorities. Um, what did we care about? We cared about a relatively safe environment, a family-friendly culture, and an affordable location. Mm-hmm. And so once we kind of identified that, we made a list of some countries. Yeah. Um, a couple were in Europe, and then there was Mexico. And ultimately, we landed on Mexico for two reasons. One, um, the proximity to the United States, um, with this being the first time we ever have done anything like this, we just thought it would be great to, you know, just be able to get back to the United States easily and cost effectively if we needed to. Also, you can be in Mexico for 180 days without having like any sort of visa or residency. Um, So that was another factor. And then also our oldest daughter um, is fluent in Spanish. So um, that was another um, contributing factor that we were like, okay, well, we already sort of have a leg up with the language. (laughs) That's so cool. I didn't know she was fluent in Spanish. That's amazing. All right. So you you made the list, the pro-con list, whatever. You figured out Mexico. And then are you set? You you said you sold everything? Yeah. 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 Sold the house. Sold the car. Wow, you sold the house and everything. Yeah. I didn't wow. know that. Yeah. Wow. So you wow. so you sold everything. Yeah. You you packed up and you went to Mexico. Yeah. For, for <laughs> first, like, what did your family say? <laughs> Great question. Um, my you know, my my parents are travel bugs. They uh, Okay. I, I mean they're getting ready to go to Asia for three months in December through March. So they're they they understand, you know, they they probably out of all of them understood the most um, and could relate and were excited. So that was my parents. And then, yeah, our other family thought we were crazy. <laughs> they did not understand why we would do such a thing. Um, is it safe? Is it does it make sense to sell your house? Like, yeah. um Can you travel with that many kids? Can you even have a baby in another country? Like how to like all, you know, lots of realistic concerns. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we got some positive, like exciting encouragement, some um, not so much. Uh, That was, Mm. you know, I think it can feel hard when you feel like, uh, there's people that don't want us to be doing this or they think we're not making wise choices. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we had, we had kind of a mixed bag of, yeah. of responses from family. Yeah. We get that. Yeah. yeah. Like that's every time we have another idea, somebody yeah. is for yeah. it and someone's against it. Yeah. We show up in one of our family members driveway with a different vehicle every other month. So <laughs> we're, um, yeah. No, there's just, per- yeah. The number of Cousin Eddie jokes we get. Is yeah, just like yeah. Weird. We're tired of the Christmas vacation jokes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So what what was the time frame? You said, I'm guessing that the Minneapolis winter was a huge part of the inspiration. Did you guys get out by the end of winter? Or like, how long did it take you guys from the moment that Jess had the idea of like, we're going to like actually boarding the plane? So Jess had the idea of February of 2022. And we didn't board a plane we drove and oh we crossed the border on july 13th 
Wow. <laughs> That's really fast yeah. to sell a house, to sell everything. Yeah. Wow. And then you drove to Mexico. Drove. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, there is George. just a plethora of just different avenues on this, this story that I'm excited to talk about because it's so good. I mean, so you sold the house yeah. record. I mean, like people at that time, People and were you guys sold at a great time. You, yeah. yeah, you sold at a great yeah. time. I feel like you probably could just breathe, like whisper it, and somebody was like there with cash yeah. you yeah. Know, for yeah. you in Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. And then, so you get in the car, you drive across the border, and then what? Oh. <laughs> then we had to stay in a hostel for four nights. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> was that planned? No. No, no. We had something lined up, and then I was like, oh, there, it's not ready for another four days, but there's a hostel. <laughs> We'll put your family in it for a few nights. And, yeah, so we get across the border, and immediately we're thrust into you got to learn how to adapt quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that was our first big lesson. Yeah. <laughs> adapt. Yeah. I mean, being in a hostel with four kids, that couldn't have been easy. I mean, the hostels I've stayed in have been very no, small rooms. But I'm I'm even thinking driving across the border like into I mean driving in the US alone with four kids going down the highway is <laughs> stressful enough. But then when you get to somewhere like Mexico, you know, certain parts can be, you know, um, stressful, yeah. but I I'm, I'm more liking it's slower because I mean they have those speed bumps every <laughs> like five, five so minutes hey, they hurt the car, they oh every time you go over the speed bump. And so but it, you had to transition fast, like it sounds like. And and had you ever been to Mexico before? Yeah, I, growing up, my grandmother lived in Mexico for a time. And so my family and I would go and visit her usually around Christmas time. So I had been a few times. Alex and I had been together once. Um, so we weren't complete strangers to Mexico, but... We definitely had never, we'd never driven in Mexico and the locations that we had been were definitely more um, tourist type yeah. places. Yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, this was definitely our first time to ever experience everyday Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys drive around the entire, like, did you have your car with you the whole time? I guess you did. So you just drove from place to place in Mexico. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. That's amazing. That's so cool. Okay, so that brings me to my next question. How long were you guys in each place? Like how long, I feel like you guys stayed in places for an extended period of time. Like I remember seeing that your oldest daughter was even on a soccer team for a while. Is that right? Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. So neat. So how long were you in each place? Yeah, so the first city we were there the longest because that's where we had our fifth uh, baby. Um. So that was, what, a month and a half? Two? Um, yeah, Two, something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, but then, you know, after, which, you know, we can get into that in a little bit. But then after that, then it was about four weeks at a time um, is kind of what we planned for. And um, when we would go from city to city, we would stay a night or two or try and, you know, hit cities in between our next big stop. and stay a couple nights so that's a good amount yeah four to six weeks was like the average i think we usually started with four and then if we really liked the place we would stay a little bit longer i love that that's that's about how we like to do it if we can is at least two weeks but we like to do at least like four weeks is like ideal i feel like you really get to know a place pretty well in four weeks how how long did it take you to 
to know if you like the place? Did you know pretty instantly? You're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there. Or was it like a weekend? You're like, okay, we just need to bounce. So smaller places, actually, I don't think there's anywhere we went that we were like, oh, we don't like it here. Mm-hmm. Um, we liked everywhere that we went. There were some places that didn't, um, didn't have enough to keep us occupied for mm-hmm. a long period of time. Most of the time we were in bigger places, um, bigger cities, but the, the smaller towns that we would stop in, you know, two to four nights, usually after like two nights, we could tell, yeah, that was a great two nights, three days, um, but we're ready to move on. We're ready to see something else. Um, and that was not because of anything bad, just because maybe they were just like a more local town um, or a smaller place that didn't have as much to see and do. Um, look, a lot of places that looked so lovely, like if you lived there, probably were wonderful places to live. But as travelers, um, you know, you're living, but you're also like looking for things to do. Um, so if a place doesn't have like very much to offer as a traveler, then you're kind of ready. You, you know, after a couple of nights, sure. you can kind of tell like, okay, this is great, but we're ready to move on. It's good that you know that like, it's yeah. okay to say, okay, time to move on. Cause I feel like sometimes we feel guilty because we do always say like, oh, we like to travel slow. And then sometimes we get to a place and we want to give it like second and third and fourth shots. But after a while, we're like, I just don't feel it. Or I don't feel like yeah. there's enough to do here. And it's okay to move on. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to admit that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to name those places. But, no, we're not. Yeah, but, but we know those places deep in our heart. <laughs> so when when you go, like, so you're in Mexico, you're in these towns, you know, you're spending weeks, you know, in, in different locations. How are your kids doing? How, yeah, I was going to ask that. How, how how did they like this? Yeah, so I mean, the first couple months, honestly, was just transition. I mean, transition for everybody, you know, mom and dad, kids, like just, it was, I'm not going to say it was easy, you know, it was definitely (laughs) challenging, a struggle, but, um, you know, it had us questioning, are we doing the right thing here? Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we just knew like it, it was the right place to be and, and it was, it was good like we knew in the long term it was going to be good for the family and for us and for everybody. So, um, and then as just day, you take it day by day really. And, um, you learn what works, what doesn't work, you establish routines. I mean, just like being a parent at home, you know, in everyday life, you, you live by routine and, um, Otherwise, it's just pure chaos all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> which is what it felt like the first couple months. You yeah, know, just trying to get used to everything. You know, like where's the grocery yeah. store? And where do we buy this? And, you know, how do I feed my kids? And it's so yeah, day by day and building routines. And eventually, they we'd get to a new place, and the kids would be like, "This is my room. This is my room." You know, and like really just kind of dive headfirst into new places and um, we're more open and they just there's their little spirits just came alive like yeah. the longer we traveled so yeah yeah it was cool to see them the transition that the kids yeah. went through from the beginning to the end of 
like just gaining that confidence of it's okay to be in a new place. It might be unfamiliar, but we can figure it out. And there's always going to be something that you can connect with typically, you know, especially as you're like going through a new culture and you're learning new things. They'll remember, oh, that's what the ice cream store is called. Or, you know, oh, we get tacos from this type of place, you know, like (laughs) whatever, just like little things that they can connect from place to place. So it doesn't all feel new all the time, even though it was all new all the time. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see how such small children and our teenage daughter, how they can just what's the word like they can flow they can like adapt (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. that's so cool and I'm really curious about the oldest daughter was she I know you said you started in Mexico in the summer so I'm guessing she was probably out of school but you were there for nine months Mm -hmm. so was she doing school on the road or did she take a gap year or what did that look like yeah so we um we withdrew her from school completely um she was attending a public school and we withdrew her and we just decided to use the year to homeschool. It had been a chaotic two and a half years of school, like for most of the world. And it was really nice to just say, okay, let's take a step back from that and just have a breather from the classroom and all the things that have been going on in the school system and in our city. And let's just learn new things, but also rest. Um, and it was cool. So we homeschooled her um, for the year. We did follow. The plan was always that she would return back to her school. Um, so we did try to follow the classes that she would have been in had she been in school that year. Um, but we still have flexibility in how we approach those subjects. So that was really cool. Um, a totally new experience for all of us because we'd never homeschooled before. So um, yeah, that was another new thing. (laughs) I'm sure, especially a high schooler. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she, um, yeah, you know, she understandably to ask a high school kid to just like leave their friends, leave everything they've known. Um was hard but in the end such a cool experience for her that I think you know is gonna just well we're already seeing the benefits of it but even as she grows up she's gonna just be like reaping from this experience for so long um yeah so it was really it was cool it was hard but it was cool did she go back to the same school or did you guys keep homeschooling then yeah she we gave her the option and she was so anxious to go back to school and (laughs) she's social (laughs) yeah yeah she wanted to be with her friends she wanted to you know have kind of that classic high school experience and you know I can't blame her there's a lot of fun stuff that happens in that time of life so she's having a great year and I think it's made even better because she knows like how much she appreciates um how much she appreciates some of those things that she's getting to do this year yeah Yeah. I have another question about education I know I'm always full of I'm always full of questions um I know you said that she was fluent in Spanish before she went I'm assuming that probably got even better after being there for nine months did any of y'all speak Spanish too or do you speak it now I spoke zero Spanish, <laughs> understood zero Spanish. Um, and I would say I'm like elementary level now. I can, okay. you know, work my way through sentences, understand a little bit. Um, 
you know, and context helps, but I still struggle. Like if someone just would come up to me and like start speaking in Spanish, I'd be pretty lost, but Mm. Um, you know, like where it counts, like in a restaurant, you know, I generally <laughs> know what's going on. So I know the questions yeah. right. they're asking and how to order food and be specific with what I want instead of just pointing, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's how I communicate. Well, Google translate and be <laughs> yeah. like, Banyo, Banyo, where is the bathroom? Yeah. Uh, and- yeah. There was a really cool moment. I don't remember. It was probably maybe four months in. I have like an elementary level Spanish, I can get by, but I'm definitely not fluent. Um, but we would go places and either Rose or I would have to like translate for Alex what we were hearing and then what he was saying to the other person. And um, there was one point, probably about four months in, that he, we were at a restaurant and the waiter was talking and I went to like translate for Alex and he just looked at me and he was like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's so Whoa. cool. Like it was just a really cool moment. Oh, wow. You're like, you're learning this. This is life. Like you're just learning as you go adapting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really, that's really impressive. It was really cool. <laughs> I, our Spanish is zip. And I guess I can say this because our video coming out this weekend yeah, it's going to tell people where we're heading in our truck. We're about to head to Argentina. We're shipping it down there. And we we speak zero oh. Spanish, like, <laughs> whatsoever. So I this is encouraging to hear, like, okay, you know, four months in, you're ordering in Spanish. Like, I'm hoping that we will be able to do the same thing. Yeah. We'll find out. Now, to be time, fair, but- to be fair, Alex was up, like, well, he's an early riser anyway. But, like, every morning he was so diligent. He bought, well, he did four weeks of Spanish lessons like at a language school and then he bought a program and every morning he was up studying so he was like he was putting in the work for sure he was putting in the work um but yeah it's totally doable for sure okay yeah that's that's our plan is to like put in the time we're trying to a little bit now like duolingo and it's just i have a hard time like just doing the app stuff like i want to do more than just five minutes a day kind of thing but I think we're going to try to find like some classes when we get there. So how did you guys go about that? I'm just curious. Like, did you take lessons in person or online? Yeah, we took lessons in person. Yeah. I had found okay. a language school um, in the first city where we stopped. I yeah. found a language mm-hmm. school and we just signed up for classes and we start like we okay. got there on like a Saturday and we started classes on Monday. Um, wow. So we like jumped in right away. And that was really good for us right away. feel like we had something yeah. to like ground us yeah, yeah, and then to like jump in with learning right away. <laughs> so I have to ask another thing. You were taking Spanish classes eight and a half months pregnant. I'm guessing. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were just like all in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh my we, before we left, we were like, okay, we can either postpone our trip and have the baby here at home in Minnesota and then go. But practical Jess and Alex, we were like, no, because then we'll have to wait for the birth certificate and we'll have to get the passport. That'll push us back and back and back. And then it's not good to like sell a house in the winter time. And like, what you know, all the stuff that we're like, we'll just go. It's fine. We'll just go. So yeah, we just, we got there. I was, yeah, I was eight months pregnant when we arrived. 
and we just hit the ground running. And that wasn't your first rodeo. It was your fifth rodeo. So yeah. you were like ready My to go. My fifth rodeo, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm so impressed by you, Jess. Did you have Duolingo like in the headphones on your stomach like when you were pregnant? I'm just thinking, yeah. So there's a lot of questions around this pregnancy and and being in Mexico that I want to get it. Medical get in, tourism. Yeah, medical yeah. tourism. So yeah. you're in Mexico. And then I, so I had eye surgery in Korea. And yes. that you, is not even the same thing it's as not, having a baby. No, in it's not the same thing. But I feel like the reactions are their family or people here who haven't traveled as much. They're like, you did what? Like, yeah. miss a kidney when yeah, you wake up. like they think that I'm going to be strapped in some bathtub with ice cubes all around and missing half my body parts. And I'm sure... <laughs> People thought the same thing of you and that you were going to be missing yeah. your baby, that, you know, something awful was happening. So let's talk about having a kid in Mexico. What was that like? Would you do it again? Um, yeah, all the experience. <laughs> yeah. So similar to having eye surgery in another country, we, yeah, definitely got those same kind of responses. Like, is it safe? Do people do that? Can you do that? Like as an American, can you do that? Um, what does that mean for the baby? Like, are there hospitals? You know, some questions that you think like, really? But people genuinely are concerned and, and genuinely don't know. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. So um, yeah, sometimes it could feel a little, I don't know, dismissive is the right word. You know, like yeah. they didn't think we knew anything. Of course, mm -hmm. we've looked into this <laughs> like yeah. we're like we're parents already like yeah. what <laughs> but yeah we um we just did a ton of research so I just got connected I like not a big Facebook user but Facebook groups sure do come in handy when you're trying to crowdsource information yes. so mm -hmm. I just like joined a bunch of um Facebook groups for expats in Mexico and just learned a bunch about um, medical uh, care and giving birth in the country. And um, we based our travel plans, at least our first stop, off of like where we would be able to find the best medical care. And I think, you know, outside of Mexico City, Guadalajara is where we were. And they have exceptional medical care. Um, so I was able to... While we were still in the States, I was able to get connected with a, um, a provider, a, a, a midwife group who then connected me also with a doctor. Um, and I was able to establish virtual care um, before we even arrived in the wow. country. Wow. So that was really cool. And then, yeah, when we, when we got there, I can't say it's the same all across Mexico, but in the bigger cities, for sure, it's just like what you would experience here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Great facilities, really good doctors, um, clean, w way more affordable, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, way more sure. affordable, a level of excellence yeah. that you would, you would expect yeah. in, mm -hmm. you know, some countries that, I don't know, European countries or America right. or Canada, like yeah, people yeah. think, oh, they have the best. Mexico also has the best. Like yeah. they are top notch. Yeah. Wow. For sure. Yeah. I would agree with that. Can I, mean, I, I haven't had medical care. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I, I haven't done can, I, can I ask you like affordability? Like you, you, I know it's 
I mean, we haven't had kids, so I, and feel free to not answer. Yeah, that. feel free to like, not answer that. But that's I, personal. Well, I want to know like a roundabout cost. How like what was the affordability like in Mexico? Like percentage yeah. less or more? Like what what that look like? Um, so in America, having a baby, like the price can range drastically. And of course, you know, then you're factoring in insurance and how does that all play into it? So, um, I think the biggest thing that most parents in the U S could probably agree on is there's no certainty behind what you're going to pay. Like you kind of are like waiting until the end to be like, Ooh, how much is it going to be? Um, in in Mexico, the healthcare system is different. It's um, they have universal healthcare for citizens, and then they also have private um, health facilities. So if you don't want to use the government um, medical facilities, you can pay your own money and go to a private facility, which is what we did because we were not citizens. I would say, I, so it's hard to give like a exact comparison like right. it's 50 percent less or 75 percent yeah. but um i will say the one thing that mexico has going is that the costs are all up front like we mm. knew exactly how much we were going to pay um wow and, you know assuming there were no uh, um last minute emergencies mm-hmm. we knew how much we were going to pay when we walked out of the hospital and so that's crazy um yeah it was and they actually like the hospitals just have it on their website. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! So you're up there like selecting whatever procedure, <laughs> what and you're like, all right, you like, I'll just yeah. check out yeah. right now. You you basically it's like booking a hotel. You book your hospital wow. stay, and if you want these things, it's this much. If you want these things, it's this much. Yeah. Wow! And that's oh it. Like god. that's just it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. So okay, and now I have a question too. Like I'm sorry, Chris. He just lets me roll with it. But um, <laughs> I know that sometimes countries, like when we travel, we have actually, actually have never been asked. But we have friends who have been asked for like proof of income. Like if you were mm-hmm. to get sick in Canada or something, like Canada especially wants to have proof of your income and your mm-hmm. finances to make sure that you're not going to be a liability to the health system, like mm-hmm. the government. And like the Canada's not gonna have to pay for you if you get sick. Yeah. Did you have to provide any sort of paperwork or something to say, hey, I'm gonna personally cover having a baby here? Was that anything you had to do? No, we didn't have oh, wow. to do anything like that. Okay. I I know that like if you are applying for residency in the country, you do have to provide proof of income, um, and that you that you have a certain amount of money and that you meet you know a certain level of income. Um, but as we were just traveling on our passports, so we didn't have to do anything like that. And then at the hospital, like they just, they take your payment before you leave the hospital. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> it, it's not like, oh, we'll send you a bill, but like, haha, you won't know where to find us. You, you do not leave the hospital until you have paid your bill. At least that was our that experience. Now, I don't know if that's the same for like, you know, anybody that just lives there and has yeah. a permanent address there. But for us, they were like, we'll hold your baby. You can go over there and pay your bill. And then you I can was wondering that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So. That's incentive. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys have any other medical? I know one of you guys had a root canal there, yeah. right? So we you guys- actually had a few uh, encounters with the medical, oh, yeah. uh, the healthcare system yeah. in Mexico. Um, I had a root canal. Um, and a crown 
put on. Um, we all had kind of basic dental work done, like cleanings. I also had a filling replaced. Don't judge my teeth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and our one of our daughters had two injuries while we were traveling and had to we had to take her to the ER twice. Um, so yeah, we had a few <laughs> a few encounters. Yeah, all also, of them were like so good. <laughs> I mean, not good that we had those experiences, right. but like <laughs> positive experiences. You're just That's inflicting good. pain so you could go to the doctor. You're like, this is a pretty yes. good experience yeah. down here. Another root canal. Fun. <laughs> Let's do this again. Yeah. How was the ER? Was that pretty good? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. good. I would say the hardest part was figuring out like, where do we go? Mm. Um, so one, one of the times we were in a big city and one time we were in a smaller city and that was, Mm. that was harder because we didn't know where to go. And there wasn't like a big, um, private hospital. There was just the, um, public hospital. So we did end up having to go to the public hospital. Um, so we actually, that was a cool cultural experience. (laughs) We got to see what, like the inside of at least the ER inside of the ER in like a, a public yeah. hospital is like, um, yeah, really interesting. We're just so fascinated by medical tourism. We get a lot of questions about that. I think people, it's a newer idea for a lot of people, but Mexico is so accessible. And, you know, mm-hmm. we went, we were in Korea, so Korea or Chris did his LASIK in Korea, but we've also heard that doing LASIK in Mexico is really good and really affordable. So mm-hmm. I know we'll have people out here asking more questions oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So while you were traveling around, did you did you work at all from Mexico or was this like a nine month? You just lived off of you selling everything. Um, yeah. Did you work down there or have any income uh, coming in? I didn't work. I left my job and then just was in full on dad mode all day, <laughs> yeah. every day, yeah. so, so cool. which was exactly what, you know, like I was, I mean, I was so excited for that. And Absolutely. It was a year, like just of intentional fatherhood to the kids. And like, yeah. You know, not, not many people get to do that. And I just, it was such an awesome year for all things. Yeah. yeah being so a dad cool. and watching my kids grow. So that is, I mean, that's such a, that is such a cool experience to be able to yeah. no, like no distraction. Right. You know, just like yeah. you're here, like you're in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I work online. Um, so I was able to keep my job and I work oh, cool. like p- less like around part time. So okay. um, I was able to work from the road. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So you got to taste the digital nomad life. Did you like it? Yeah. Do you like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. I like, I mean, I would do anything to be able to move around like that. So yeah. totally the digital nomad life totally worth it if you like traveling (laughs) yeah um yeah there's definitely its challenges um the biggest challenge for me was not so much the location but we kind of flip-flopped roles where I was you know prior to moving I was primarily the um the home caregiver and the homemaker with while working a little bit like one day a week um and Alex was working full-time so we kind of flipped and he was with the kids full time and I was working a little bit more. Wow. And um, 
that was probably the hardest part is figuring out the rhythms and the routines. And um, it's really hard to work at home with five kids around. Um, (laughs) So yeah, like when do I work? Where do I work? Um, How does it look for our family? And just sort of adopting new roles within our family. Um, So that was harder than being a digital nomad. Yeah, we don't know that whole side of it, the no. whole parenting <laughs> thing. I can only imagine, and we're just over here trying to wrangle Kramer, our dog. Yeah. yeah. That's like plenty. We're and then like, yeah. It's way too much. And like, we'll have conversations with him. We're like, what's your deal, man? Like, why are you bugging us today? Stop barking. Like, I, I know you can't do that to your kids. So, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. Actually, there is one aspect that I'm sure you guys can relate to, and it's coordinating travel. And uh, like your work responsibilities oh, yeah. and deadlines and things yeah. like, okay, if we're going to travel this day, like that means we have to adjust working this day. Yeah. You know, maybe I work Monday through Wednesday, but we need to check out of our Airbnb on Tuesday. So like that mm-hmm. interrupts your normal work routine, you know, kind of being able to flex. Um, that can, that can be, you know, a little challenging, especially if you have clients and you're working. Yeah. Um, you know, have things that you need to get done by a certain time compared to what you, the fact that you're getting to like move around and see new places. Uh, totally worth that's it. So, that's so minor. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we feel too. It's a, you feel, you find a rhythm to it. You do. I think. And, and it never fails. Somebody will text or call or you'll get an email and you're like, can you meet today? And you'll agree to it. And you're like, why did I do that? I'm going, yeah. I'm, I have to travel yeah. to it. Like why? Yeah. It just never fails, but <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's always something. So, um, you guys are just like a normal family. Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah you, you spent nine months in Mexico, but yeah, pretty normal. I, I mean, like, I mean, you even said that at the beginning, you, I mean, you're just like where you, you, as you were describing yourself, you were, you, you were describing, I feel like everyday American, like yeah. a, a, American family and you picked up and you went and you did something. And that's something that's not normal. A lot of people don't do that. Scary. It is scary. And so what would you say to people who would listen to this and are, they have this inkling of like, yeah, maybe, but maybe I should wait till my kids 18 out of the house or whatever. Like, I mean, what would you say right now to, to people who may want to do what you did? Yeah. I'll say, you know, it, Jess and I spent a lot of time thinking and dreaming and, and I think if, if you're in that stage and Chris to touch on what you said, like, Oh, wait till my kids are older. or It'll be a better time when they're older. Like that might be true, but it's easy to always push things off. You know, that's easy. What's yeah. not easy is just doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you do take that step into, you know, just doing, um, man, the moment we made that decision, it was just like excitement, Mm -hmm. like things just were falling into place. And it just like, I would never go back. And yeah, at at the end of the day, at the end of the year, uh, I'm so glad that we did that. And we didn't say like, oh, now it's not the right time. Oh, we'll do it when our kids are older or we'll wait till our child's born to travel like, we'll just go and have the kid in mexico have the kid in mexico yeah. <laughs> so i think that is so cool my mind. It's still it, my mind. and she's a dual citizen right is she 
Yeah, she is. She is? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She will thank you forever and ever. (laughs) That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think, like, um, you... You'll never regret taking action on something you dream about. Yeah. Like that could be traveling. That could be starting a business. It could be getting a dog. It could be buying a house. Like it could be just learning how to ride a bike. It could be anything, but you'll never regret like taking action on something you dream about. And it is like Alex was saying, it's so easy to be next, whatever will be better. When my kids are these ages, it will be easier um, it probably won't be easier. Like things will be different, but that different doesn't equate to easier because there's always going to be unknowns. There's always going to be challenges. If you have even an inkling of like, I want to travel as a family, you can do it. Yeah. You don't have to start with like, jump in and sell your home and go for a year. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't our, that was not our introduction to traveling. We've been traveling as a family forever. Yeah. It was our first time taking our little kids out of the country. Our older daughter had been out of the country, but we've done like road trips in the U.S. We travel to see family. We go on vacation or we go camping or, um, you know, different things like that. So you don't have to start with the extreme. Take small actions and build on it. Um, You can do it. Your kids can do it. Kids are so resilient. Um, They adapt so well. And they'll follow you. Like if you want to do it, like your kids probably trust you and they'll, they'll follow you and they'll just think you're having the best time. if like, that's the culture that you create for your family. So yeah, families can do it. Kids can do it. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. You're really cool parents. You guys really are cool yeah. parents. You're cool parents. <laughs> so Can cool. Yeah. somebody tell that to our 16 year old? I can't believe she's 16. That makes me feel yeah, It makes me feel really, really old. old. Yeah. yeah. I think she was like yeah. kindergarten when I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, she yeah. was. Definitely. So little. That's so crazy. So uh, can I ask another question? Why are you asking because me? Because I'm always the one asking all the questions. I am so talkative <laughs> on this. Um, Mexico. I know we kind of touched on it briefly in the beginning where Mexico, it has a stigma in the States mm-hmm. um, as far as like being unsafe. But we've been to Mexico a couple times. You guys went time in Mexico. You know that it's not what the news, I mean, that what you see on the news is real in some parts, but more often than not, it's a great place. So would you guys encourage other people to do Mexico? Would you go back to Mexico? What are your thoughts now that you've been there for nine months? I yeah. think, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, love all it. of it. We, yeah. lo- we love Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> like, unequivocally, like, it is an amazing country. The people are incredible. The culture is incredible. The topography is out of this world. Um, you will see things like... Like we saw an active volcano. That is so cool. It's an amazing country. It really is. Yes, some parts are less safe, but that's where you use wisdom, you use good judgment, you crowdsource information from more experienced travelers, and you, you take calculated risks. You don't go to those places, you know, or if you were planning to and something has happened, you reroute. Well, we can, I think most cities probably have like, what would be like the rough side of the city that doesn't define your whole city. Our country has 
parts of the country that maybe have less of a um, than ideal culture. That doesn't define your whole. <laughs> that doesn't define your whole country, and it's the same with Mexico. Yeah. Like, yes, there are parts that aren't great, and you probably should avoid. But that doesn't define the whole country. Yeah. It's an amazing country. Yeah, it really is. I think we have. I think we should close it out with a question of: Would you guys do this again? Yeah. Maybe not Mexico. Like, is this something like if the opportunity were to present itself? Maybe even take like digital nomad jobs where you could go for longer. Would you guys take the family overseas again? I I absolutely would. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. And I'd do it in Mexico again too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd do it anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like trying to do the whole United States in nine months. Like, oh gosh, you, you yeah. can't do it. You know. <laughs> No, like, you there's can't. So, there's so much more to Mexico that we still want to see and visit. Yeah. The whole world. We're yeah, like, truly. We want to go everywhere. <laughs> That's how yeah. we feel, too. Like, we're getting older. I'm not going to yeah. get everywhere in at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Yeah. Like, what is next for you guys? Are you guys comfortable sharing that? Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our we life. Com- <laughs> we're comfortable saying we don't know. Yeah. Um, I like we that. got we got back to Minneapolis and we really weren't sure if we were gonna like settle down here or if we were gonna go somewhere else. Um, so we're just kind of taking it season by season right now. We are we we don't like we are in a home. We're renting a home for the short term. We have a short term lease and we're trying to figure out what's next. Um, yeah. yeah, so we have some ideas, we have some dreams, but we have no, we haven't, we haven't decided like exactly like Man. what our next move is going to be. Yeah. That's exciting though. That's I exciting. love that. I really do. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's how I like to live. And like, know, I don't know what tomorrow is going to be. Yeah. And your life isn't <laughs> crumbling around you. You know, yeah. the world isn't on fire. Like it, it's, I feel like most people or a lot of people will like, a lot of people want plans. They need to have like something set in stone or whatever. And it's okay. Like, and you guys are living proof that like you're, you're doing just fine and yeah. you're doing something really cool with your family. Um, yeah. It's, it's really inspiring. So for real, thank, thank you. you so yeah. much for being on this show. And um, yeah. like, we, we really enjoy just, we love talking to you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening to What No One Tells You with Chris and Sarah. If you have a comment or question that you want answered on the air, be sure to send us a message to hello at chrisandsarah.com or you can call or text our phone number at 423-825-9572. Thanks for listening.